Yeah, okay, yeah. This, 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 okay. this hands for speed. This hands for feed. I don't, I don't know how to make that rhyme. I don't know if that's a good rhyme, but that's what I say. That's what I always say. Speed and feed, folks. <laughs> this is together. You got some high-speed chicken feed coming your way. You know. So what's a trash person? Here? Oh God! Yeah. Someone, someone who calls his hands speed and feed. <laughs> <laughs> For starters. Have, have you hit any trees lately with speed or feed? Oh no, no, I've 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 been pretty good lately. I've been pretty good. I've probably only had to hit one tree. Like if you if you're drinking like a bottle of liquor a day and you're saying, Oh yay, I'm only drinking one bottle of liquor a day now. What you need to do is switch to beer only. When you wake up at home because you're blackout drunk and you teleported there, <laughs> you go out and check to make sure your car isn't wrecked, and then you wake up in the kitchen because you blacked out in between the car and the kitchen, <laughs> and you hope, hope to all God, that you are coherent enough to have some bread and some eggs, and you make the biggest, but the difference between acid and mushrooms is acid is a tour of the inside of your own mind guided by you whereas mushrooms is inviting an otherworldly spirit to come into your house and hang out with you so dealing with that is a lot different than dealing with yourself yeah i mean it's it's like writing about hell while sitting in the comfort of heaven now <laughs> that's that's what it's like it's like yeah <laughs> So, I'm sure that we haven't ever gotten to it, but our topic today and our theme was recoveries, upgrades, leveling up your life, sort of. And I, I did my little normal idea web that I've been doing for these past few episodes, trying to kind of figure it out. See here. And I hit everything that huh. we hit today. Oh, uh, okay. So we got about uh, half? Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. We got a third. Yeah. So, you know, uh, recovery and upgrading took took me to leveling up, which also took me to sobriety, which brings me to a point of like, hey, we can always get better than when we than we were. Yeah. Those are both ways of getting better, which I'm 30. I still don't have shit figured out every year. I'm like, oh, wish uh, I'd known that before. <laughs> Here, here's a here's a free upgrade. You can you can plug this one into your brain. Um your parents don't have it figured out, adults don't have it figured out, and everybody's just winging it. Yeah. Awful lot of liars out there. <laughs> There's nothing to figure out about life other than figuring out life. just winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and that brought me to things you want to do. Uh, and uh, we haven't gotten to this topic ever yet. The, the whole idea is that I wanted to create the bonushours.com and do these podcasts as a way to give myself something to do other than drink. Like I this is a way to do something and focus on something and keep my mind occupied so that I'm not drinking and drugging and going out and uh, getting myself into risky situations. 
because I am an addict of self-destruction, not an addict of any kind of chemical, honestly. Like, I, I, I need self-destruction. <laughs> so uh, my way of not focusing on that is finding something to actually put myself into to work on because when you don't have those things and you're the type of trash person I am, you end up hurting yourself. Yeah, and not and, and not to be too much of a Harvey Dangerfield, but like, you know, if you're bored, then you're boring. Like that's one thing I've I've learned is that it basically if you're like don't allow yourself to get bored. If you're trying, especially if you're trying to quit drinking, like don't just try to quit drinking and put nothing else in place for yourself to do. So like part of the whole uh, conceit of the bonus hours. Uh, first of all, the reason I call it and named it the bonus hours is the idea that we are between the age where you stop being the person you were, 25, the quarter-life death, where you have to kill who you were in order to be the human being you're going to be. So it's the bonus hours. It's the last few extra minutes you have before the rest of your life starts. And in that more than doing podcasts where I just hang out and talk to you guys or other shows that I have on the back burner trying to figure out, I want this to be a place where my incredible and creative and beautiful friends that I've made over these past 29 years can finally do those creative, inspirational, beautiful things that they've had cooking in their brains for their entire lives. Uh, like even if I never get to do anything that I have written on this list and all I do is make a podcast and then am able to fund people to do their dreams, like that's something I want to do with this podcast. So in that spirit, uh, I want to know what you guys want to do. Like if, hypothetically, if this podcast, if this website, if this business had the means at this very moment for me to say, Ian, What's that one thing your crazy, creative brains always wanted to do? I got the money. I'll, I, I'm, I'm investing in it. Let's do it. What do you want? Uh, so okay. yeah, that's it. That's the that's, okay. the that's the topic. What do you want to do? All right. Well, um, so like the, if this podcast, if it, if we can get this thing to take off and everything's going good with it. Uh, I guess there's actually just a couple of things, but like one thing involving the podcast I'd like to do is uh, I, I'd like to do a paranormal show at some point in the future. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that we still need to, you know, focus on this one for the time being. <laughs> Don't want to split um, our. Yeah. Not right now. Too. Right now we can't afford to split our attention anymore. It's already split <laughs> so much, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like that's one thing I'd like to do in the future is like a paranormal show or um, I we've mentioned it before that like we uh, we do plan on in the future doing um, kind of a more magical uh, a magical mad scientist type well, of there's story. A, there's you know? a cross section between you and I where we both yeah. we both grew up reading paranormal things. Uh, as kids, I, I believe. Yes, like, yeah. We were. I know. I was really into. We're both attracted to the strange. Yeah, no. Like, like, I, I, ha, I am a magnet for the, for the strange, the outer, the outer weirdness of the world. Um, the outer limits. You've also seemed to have been that way, and I was that way as a child. Like, yeah. As, as far back as I can remember, I was reading books on the strange, 
and we both went in our opposite directions as we grew up on that whereas I come on the side of the more mystical the magical the spirit the the, the, these questions of the life, the universe, and everything. You seem to be more of a paranormal, ghosts, uh, aliens, big and yeah. aliens thing. Yeah, uh, like UFOs. I, I am, like, as far as, like, um, especially, like, these, like, I grew up with the fantasy, and I still love sci-fi fantasy. It's probably my favorite genre of books and movies, like, but th those, I, I only do, like, one of those, like, a year, really. I only get to do one of those a year, and it's usually a big event for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, like, on the crazy, uh, on the crazy, like, fantasy type of sci-fi. But, yeah, I do a lot of, yeah, I, I'm a lot more into, like, the paranormal, like, into, um, conspiracies and aliens, and, like, that type of stuff is my day-to-day go-to. What can I find out new today on this subject? So if I were to hand you all the money you needed to start your own show right now and you did a paranormal show, what would you name it? Well, um, actually, it was one of the titles I came up for, like, for a different paranormal show. I kind of tried to start a little bit, but uh, I, I was thinking uh, Title Unknown. <laughs> I like that. I do yeah. like that. I like yeah, that a lot, like actually. I figure, and I figure the logo would probably just be like a vanilla folder with like a top secret stamp or some some sort of stamp on there. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, do you do you guys remember unsolved mysteries? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like with the the old guy, the guy that was like creepy as fuck in the yeah. Inspector Gadget trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that seems like it would be like like a sequel to unsolved mysteries. Titles unknown. Yeah, and, uh, title unknown sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so if we if we. Oh. Uh, if you were to be able to do that, what would what, what do you think of the, the conceit of the, what is your show like? What is it? Are you an art well, well coast to coast kind of guy? Yeah, to interview people. The the original like, like the original title that I had thought of was uh, called Beach to Beach. <laughs> so yeah, it was basically gonna kind of be like. I wasn't gonna like do an outright parody, not like not like full time. I wasn't gonna do like a full time like parody of Coast to Coast, um, or anything like that. But um, it basically, I was planning on like them covering kind of all bases. You know, it kind of depends on the night. Like uh, mm -hmm. some night, you know, it might be Werewolf Wednesdays. <laughs> you know, over here on Title Unknown. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, I was planning on kind of covering everything uh, that is paranormal and probably do, like, uh, try to do at least an episode a week. And, like, some topics would be, like, because something is happening right now that, like, just brings my attention to it. Like, uh, currently, like, in my life, I have a lot of uh, those, like, those strange noises that are up there where I live. Um, so would you tackle it more like a Steve Irwin like, welcome to my attic. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of strange noises lately. Yeah. But we're gonna check it out. Yeah. I think I might have ghosts in me attic. Oh yeah, there. The, I definitely, I definitely would be doing a lot of uh, live re, uh, live reporting. So yeah, there. It would be a good mix. Like most, like mostly the way I do the shows, I would be sitting down. Predominantly, I would be sitting down, like in front of the computer, to record the main episode. And then I'd probably just, like, I would have clips of, like, when I'm out in the field, out doing, mm -hmm. you know, out doing my deep research in the woods. You know, people are trying to snap photographs of me. I'm just trying to blend into the moss, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> well, but, uh, seeing as how that you're from a different timeline, it's very easy for you to do. 
Yeah, Remember, we already talked about you having the glimmer, the shimmer. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, I I know, man. I'm from the co- I'm from a universe where the Coneheads two Return to Sender was like the movie of the year 1996. So, so. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're not going down any more rabbit holes. Jesus. <laughs> it could just be called Oh Jesus as well. <laughs> you said your favorite uh, genre was fantasy sci-fi. Yes, yeah, as far as books and like big blockbuster type of movies and stuff like that, like yeah, I, I do. I definitely love and grew up with. My, you a fan uh, of Harrison fan. Ford? Um, mm-hmm. did you ever sure. see Blade Runner? I have, I have seen Blade Runner, but it was like I was probably like eleven or twelve when I seen okay. Blade Runner. So I was I, curious what your reaction to Blade Runner was. I, I do. That is actually on like a list that like I do need to rewatch. <laughs> I, I hate Blade Runner. I think it's extremely boring. Oh, yeah. Uh, if it has some deeper uh, psychological and physical meaning that I am missing, uh, it has flown over my head all four times I've tried to watch it. Is that based on an Asimov book? Um, uh, that I'm not sure. Robots Dream of Electric Sheep? Uh, Possibly. Is, that, is Blade I, Runner I from? I think it is based on I that think book. that Blade huh. Runner yes. is based on that book. Huh. Okay. I, I don't or know on androids. that. I forget if it's robots or androids. It's probably androids. Do androids dream of electric sheep? I think it. Or that's definitely an. I think it's robots. I think it's. I think it is robot because I think that was before. No, he. I'm pretty sure Asimov invented the word android. I don't know. I know that. Uh, George. Or I know that George Lucas actually copyrighted the word. Droid. Not android. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So. Yeah. You you want to do a paranormal show? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I say involved like as far as like more like an investigation show. Sometimes you'll have interviews with people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe maybe if you have a a slow news week, you'll dig into the archives and be like, here's some proof that seances work. Yeah, and and of course, like I would I would want you guys to be involved with it too, and like you know be like you know kind of feel free to. Throw curve, throw a curveball in there, you know. Ask, ask some questions, you know, or like, or maybe you know, point out something maybe that I didn't catch, you know. Yeah, or do you, or would you rather have a thing where like it's you hosting the show and talking to somebody who's skeptical or just like doesn't believe at all? I wouldn't. No I wouldn't want to do that. Like for a, like, I mean, I, w- I would have no problem doing that, like, for an occasional episode, but I don't think I'd want it to be a full-time, like, constant hardcore skeptic against constant hardcore, like, oh, yeah, believer no. in the pair, because I'm a, con- like, funny. yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it, like, yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be as entertaining, and, like, there's no way for either of us to, you know, if someone's that, you know, a lot of people who are skeptics are like, yeah, if they label it. themselves a skeptic, then that means like they're not going to budge remotely mm-hmm. out of the textbook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just to update on our earlier statement, yeah. Asimov actually coined the term robotics, oh. not androids. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. That's gotcha. cool. I thought that was cool. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you said you had a second thing, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, shit. Yes, I did. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I'd want to do the show involving the podcast. Um, not involving the podcast. Damn it. What was I thinking of? That's a really good one. Um, how about we go ahead yeah. and pass it on to Chris I and I'll, yeah. I've got several. I've got several. Uh, some that, uh, are a little more out of here, but if I could do anything right now, 
I've always wanted to do some type of voice acting. I thought that would be really, really cool. My ultimate absolute dream goal would be to go and be offered a part in like a Bruce Timm DC animated movie. Yeah, yeah. And being able to voice fucking one of the six Justice League members or a bad guy or... Hell, I don't even know. Maybe I have some maniacal laugh and I could take my stab at doing a Joker. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. I see me more like a Two-Face, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe maybe a lower-pitched penguin. I, yeah, that, so I, I, was, I, was kind of think, I was kind of thinking penguin. I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see it. <laughs> I'll bring uh, I'll bring other Chris over for, for the Riddler. He can be our goth Riddler. <laughs> I was thinking Booster Gold. Ooh, ooh Booster for me? Yeah. You'd be a good. I think you, you have a good voice for Booster Gold. I would be. <laughs> hey guys, come on over here. You guys need to hire a superhero. I'm from the 32nd century, where I really suck. But I brought all this cool shit back for me, so I can fly and I have super strength. And have you seen these shades? They're orange. How does his hair stay such like quaff? It's the product of the future. Wait, are you saying you have an app for that? Yes. In the future, we auto-style our hair based on app pictures. Boop. <laughs> hair emojis. Um, I fucking hate traffic. I've lived in Houston my entire life, so I feel like I've dealt with the worst of the worst kind of traffic, mm-hmm. except for maybe California on a bad day and maybe Atlanta, because I've heard some pretty terror stories about Atlanta traffic. So I want an airplane, and I'm not talking like a jumbo jet. I just want like a twin engine. Solid Cessna. Yeah, and maybe a little bit more than a Cessna. I don't need a prop plane. I mean, give me an in. Like, I want a jet plane, but like a a personal hey. jet plane, like a ten seater or a helicopter. Get the G five. The G five. Dude, you throw out the seats on that Cessna. Those things will carry like six thousand pounds. I know that from the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all kinds of products, like rice and salt. Feed the Over people. the border. Uh, wait, it carries your fists? Oh, God. So, oh, man, I forgot about speed and feed. The speed and the feed. <laughs> Probably lots of the first fist. I'm about to eat my fist right now. Just... Lots of both. Lots of both. So, I mean, voice acting. Like, oh. Um, so that's always been a thing that you've wanted to do. You've always kind of admired. Ever since I was a kid, man, it started off... Uh, I don't know if I can blame my mom or if she was just like one of those terrible parents that took kids to movies way too young just so that she could go see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ace Ventura, man, stuck out. And my mom used to go to bars all the time, and I would end up going to the bars with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it would be all of her friends out drinking, and I'd be out there just reciting Ace Ventura lines, making everybody laugh. <laughs> Dude, since then, he's... Even though he's kind of gone down in the years, he's always been one of my idols. I fucking love oh, him, yeah. a lot of his shit. He's hilarious. One of the few times I can think of where a sequel is better than the original. I thought When Nature Calls was I, so much funnier than... I love both those movies, Dude, man. Like, really I good. Like, when I was a kid, I had to say that, yeah, I agree with you fully. Like, especially when I was a kid. But in the watching them today, I put them as pretty much equal. Like, I can't the, really The rhino decide. scene sold it for me. Oh, yeah. When he birthed himself out of the rhino. You've never seen the second one? Never seen When Nature Calls. Oh, wow. dude, you and do I, have to. And uh, I didn't see Ace Ventura till I was, like, almost 13 or 14. So all of that <laughs> nostalgia that people have for it is completely lost on me. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. When did, so what was your first intro to, like, a Jim Carrey mask? 
Liar, liar. <laughs> like, yeah, way, way later, like Bruce Almighty. I mean, no, no, I mean, I he's Jim Carrey. I, I saw him in everything. Okay. But, I mean, I, I probably saw some. Dumb and Dumber? I probably oh, saw yeah. some in Living Color occasionally. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Fire Marshal Bill, hell mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and I probably, like, so I never saw Ace Ventura. Uh, when I was a kid, I was terrified of the mask. Oh man! Like, <laughs> I knew a I kid who was terrified that. of the like, mask. The first time he puts the mask on and it starts to take over his face and <laughs> he spins out. My only memory of that movie, because I was probably about five when that came out, is that happens. Like he, he's screaming and I it just wrecked my <laughs> oh, man. brain. Like hide behind the couch, <laughs> terrified. I thought. Uh... <laughs> His antagonist, Dorian, when he finally got the mask and he puts it on in the limo mm-hmm. and that big-ass storm cloud like <laughs> develops over his head. Like, I thought he looked pretty fucking scre- uh, creepy there when he shows up. Who, Dorian? I'm just an ex-employee looking for a little back pay. Or is it payback? <laughs> but yeah, I, actually, I can't remember the first like Jim Carrey movie as a kid that I like sat down and saw oh, because my parents were very much the he's gonna read our movies and bad comedy. Dude, it, it, I would take it one step further beyond voice acting. If I ever had the opportunity to act in a movie with Jim Carrey where we both were able to just go ham, I would probably freeze up and not know what to do. But if not, and I was able to stay loose, that would be the coolest ultimate like win all experience fucking ever well i'm trying to think of like so like if you like if we wanted to get you to voice act even just from the website like what would we have to do like what would we have to put into work to doing that just so you have like oh yeah no i voice acted in this thing we made uh well for those of you that don't know and i don't even know if you can find our oldest 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 archive stuff but we did create a hero the three of us that are actually in this room, Chris, Chris, and Ian, called the Brown Honey King. <laughs> and I recently thought all of our notes were lost to moving and time, and I found a whole sheet on all of the stuff we had. So we had designed ships, we had designed a um, sidekick, and all this different type of stuff that I had completely forgot, down to the colors of his outfit. Yeah, And I think it would be really cool to just sit and brainstorm and do a script of that um also one of our earlier podcasts we did a howard the duck movie pitch it would be fucking really fun to script that out and all of us get in and just voice animate a howard the duck animated movie yeah why not i mean that would be really cool to me yeah (laughs) um and then you know just take that and use that as portfolio yeah, yeah. Kind of go up there and see what I got and see. I mean, if if uh, Sean Chamel and whoever the hell plays Goku, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, can just sit and scream in a booth for <laughs> 45 minutes until you pass out. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I can at least give it a shot at throwing. Just try it. They really would. They, I got. they must look like maniacs, like in, in, those, little, in those little booths. Oh, yeah. Like, they have to look crazy while they're doing the voice acting for that. I mean, if you've ever seen um, Joe DiMaggio do his job, that's the voice of Bender 
and drink oh, it all. Oh, okay. Like he, I watched the guy from Bob's Burgers and Archer do his, and he just sits around and drinks for the most part. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> which, which I, I mean, but it's great. He does a great job. <laughs> he does an amazing job. Yeah. And until I figured out what his name was, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, uh, I had no idea that that was Archer. So, like, I kind of pictured the voice of Archer kind of looking like Archer, which it's nothing, nothing like Archer. He's bald, and he has red hair, <laughs> and it's hilarious. I always picture the voice of Archer as uh, the coach from home movies. <laughs> oh, okay. I think it's, it's not the it's same. It's the same voice actor. Same voice actor. But I imagine the cartoon character that, doing the recording. That's how, like, every time Archer talks, all I can think is is Bob from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I had to give out a goal grounded in reality, um, I'm a super huge food guy. Uh, I have really, really created a passion for sushi and different type of fresh fish dishes so ultimately i would like to have everything in my own name from the land to a freestanding building that's not in a shopping center to a nice doesn't have to be i'm not talking white tablecloth upscale but a nice uh restaurant where i can come and all, you know, I've worked in the industry for 12 years, and the past probably 10 years, 8 years, I've been doing sushi. And I have roles that I've personally created that have landed on all of these menus, and I don't get any credit for it. And it would be nice to have people come in and recognize my talent and be like, damn, this is some good food. And you created this, and I could be fucking proud as shit and be like, That's... yes, I did create this. This is mine. You know, it's all from my head. It's all from my years of watching people do sushi and what I think tastes good together and what doesn't taste good together. And uh, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't even care that the hours would be long if I could just have a thriving, successful business. And I, I actually will have to second that one as far as uh, something I'd like to do, only except for me, it wouldn't be sushi. For me, uh, just, and not because I do like sushi, but. Um, like for me it would be pizza and uh pizza burgers and chicken like those, those it'd be and like i mean so like, like a good american of, yeah you know? just good a good american food i do Wouldn't those call it cuisine um, but like i guess the best that america's stolen yeah i all mean of it's that is it's, yeah yeah i'd say it's all pretty well just american mm-hmm. i mean i know t- hamburgers technically ger- chickens everywhere right. well, so well, i was per- <laughs> Yeah. particularly talking about the pizza like did oh, we actually okay. in america decide hey let's just no, throw I, dough and then put sauce on top with yeah. pizza but i shit. i make like i know how to make really good doughs like i know how to make There's like a really good idea channel about that that i should show you when we get done with this okay about like where pizza came from and like oh. what you what we think of as pizza like super cheesy dominoes like that that is american pizza but is it fun. more, I guess, over in Italy, is it more like a Chicago style? Over in Italy, it's actually just um, what they call seafood. They call that pizza over there. <laughs> it's just seafood. That's all Italians eat so in Italy. So, uh, <laughs> do you want like a uh, like a a hole in the wall in a in like a shopping center? No, or? like I would do. Actually, what I want would be like a little i would want like a little building like pretty much the size maybe well maybe just slightly bigger than a taco truck but like have like a basically i just would want a kitchen with an ordering window 
and then just have a nice good covered like seating arrangement outside where it's yeah. just nice outside like I'll put up an RF blocker so like no one can make phone calls like it'll be like no you're just gonna enjoy a meal for once man it's it's like, okay no Wi-Fi here you know that's great. I, yeah I wouldn't mind the food truck like if I could get a yeah. nice food truck, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't want like a big restaurant. I, I don't think. Place. Like I wouldn't want a big restaurant. Like that. That just seems like it would be. Just it would take egg. the fun. Yeah, it seems like that would take the fun out of it. But if I just have one kitchen, I'm just working. Maybe there's enough room to have a second person on hand occasionally. You know. But yeah, just good classic American food, and like I said, I know how to do really good doughs, and I can make a pretty mean burger, so yeah. <laughs> well, for the locals from Spring, Texas, where I guess most of us actually grew up, if you know where Spring Stubner is, mm-hmm. right there at Spring Stubner in Fallville, there's a taco truck oh, okay. that uh, they actually do that. They have a lady, I think it's a husband and wife team, and the wife is in the kitchen making all the food, and the husband... Uh, rallies in all of the people that come and play poker so they they do they do card games over and so he'll call you out anytime you step out of the room and he'll bring people over and he's like have you want to try the best tacos in the world oh man man, i haven't tried those well you don't know what you're missing out and he uh you know he gave us some really really good homemade uh his like charro bean mix it was like had all kinds of pork and vegetables and stuff Mm -hmm. in it and his tacos were actually really pretty good too so Gotcha. Uh, I would, you know, just to be able to do something like that and not be stationary mm-hmm. would be really cool. Where I, I gotcha. could take it and, you know, park it in something like I don't know if you've ever been. Is it Bernie's backyard? I've heard where yeah. it's all like it's Mul- just a bunch a of mul- food trucks. A mul- multi taco, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Where or, it's like a, a gathering of the food trucks. Well, not even that, but like I went to a brewery off of 1960 in Cutton. It was called Eleven Below, and they only open up on the weekends and. During the weekends, they do, instead of having, like, food or a kitchen there, they just bring in alternate food trucks, like, just different types of food trucks come in. So one day it could be Italian, the next day it could be Mediterranean, and I grub down on a fucking awesome Euro. Yeah. And Mm. to be able to do shit like that, like, I don't know, that would be cool because it would be a passion. I would enjoy what I'm doing, and I wouldn't let the business side suck out my energy yeah. you know it would yeah. still be yeah. all self you would you would get your yeah you would be seeing your own rewards you'd be reaping your rewards <laughs> yeah yeah i agree <laughs> i agree that's a good good way to go and then something wacky and crazy anybody uh i don't even know what the real name of it is but the the parachutes that you actually have the suit like the glider suit oh mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> i would totally love to go flying squirrel somewhere in wherever they made uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, what was that the Netherlands? New Zealand? New Zealand, yeah, dude, that would be awesome. I would probably smack right into a mountainside. Pink like, mist. This I, is so cool. I do, I do want to do that. That is one of those activities I really do want to but try. That's but like bucket list shit, right? There. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna smoke some cigarettes before I go ahead and try that. Before I try those high altitude climbs and everything, yeah. <laughs> last but not least i've never ever in my life bought in a brand new car like whatever oh god yeah that is that's like a brand new 2017 yeah that would be cool i i agree that would be fucking phenomenal to because i usually buy cash cars Mm -hmm. and they last you know a couple years yeah every time every time i bought a car to have some dependability and know that i could 
you know, keep a badass car for what? a little bit would be pretty sick. As what? long as my ass doesn't wreck it. <laughs> what is this warranty you speak of? <laughs> what, do, what do you mean my tires are covered? <laughs> they look... I can see them. They're not covered to me. <laughs> what about you, sir? Well, I mean, what, what do you want to do? Do you do you want to? Uh, is is the us being amazingly huge and reaching the masses your ultimate goal? I mean, do you want to grow beyond and have you, your own radio station, or you want like Joe Joe Rogan amount of subscribers? <laughs> if you're asking me what I like, uh, that's uh, those are different goals. Like what I want yeah. for this podcast is different for, for what I want for the website itself. So this podcast, I want I want this podcast to be a way to bring people in. Like we're immediately opening ourselves up. We're being vulnerable on the first page, and that's a big thing about like. Uh, I don't want to call it being internet famous at this point because internet fame is not what I'm looking for, but finding your audience is as easy as showing yourself to your audience uh, is the best way to put it. Being vulnerable, kind of opening yourself up. So this podcast in particular, I want to grow enough to get eyes on it. That's about it. Uh, Because as soon as you get eyes on it, other people begin turning around and seeing it, seeing, oh, you're doing this thing. For the website, I want to be doing so much other stuff that way when people aren't into this show because this is a very particular niche type of show i'm pretty sure yeah like, <laughs> the humor the way that we talk to each other is very particular sometimes we turn it up to 11 <laughs> it takes a trash person to get into this show <laughs> people who can relate with us so i want for the website to have other things going on i mean that's why i'm trying to write more articles for the website uh and i encourage either of you if you ever want to write something for the website uh, please, like, do so and submit it to me so that we can get it on there and, like, get more of ourselves, get more words out there. Beyond that, what could I, like, do with this to further, like, what things outside and I can use this to further? I realized in the past few years that I've kind of always secretly wanted to be a comedian. Like, I never thought of that as a goal. Yeah. Until I, <laughs> I realized that most of what I did throughout my – the one thing that has remained consistent throughout my life – other than being completely enamored by the television set, is I was all I always gravitated towards anything that was considered comedy. Like it wasn't always good comedy, but I would find the thing that was comedic, and I would go there and I would I would just study it. I would watch it over and over and over again. Um, and like a lot of kids in our generation, I'm sure uh, one of my favorite pastimes was watching stand-up comedy, like those half-hour specials on Comedy Central, just back to back to back to back to back. I'd stay up late and watch them. I would, uh, I, anytime I was supposed to be doing something, I was watching stand-up comedians and repeating their jokes to my parents at the breakfast table. I, I recall at one point my father finally said, which stand-up comedian did you hear that from? You need to stop repeating jokes. Come up with your own jokes. <laughs> which... Good advice. The yeah. wrong way to fucking put it across. <laughs> the only way you learn how to tell jokes is by emulating other people. Yeah. So I think one of the, it's one of those things that I never thought about it as a goal. You know, like we went to a shitty high school and on the shitty side of the of the suburbs. That's not something that we saw as a goal. There's no comedy fucking. There's no comedy circuit in this area. Right. You'd have to drive into town to do so. And I never yeah. thought that that was something that people did. Well, like, I mean, there's the problem is like in Houston, like I know of two main comedy clubs in Houston and it's 
it's almost impossible like if you go there like on a night when there is good people there it's like impossible to like get in like there it just it fills up so quick because there's literally like two locations like and i'm not talking about like the stadium size comedians but like if you go to laughs like laugh spot and um what's in improv yeah well those are both pop-up um uh, comedy stores basically like yeah. they they come into towns and put the smaller comedy venues out yeah. by being bigger and better than the walmarts yeah of, <laughs> uh comedy venues and yeah so getting into those places it's always like headliner it's, names yeah almost all the time and we don't like comedy wasn't as big as it was when we were in high school. When I when we when we should have been driving down to Houston to do open mics. Yeah, when we were like sixteen to seventeen. Comedy wasn't at a point where we would even think to do that. Uh, at least I never did. You know, I never thought that that was a thing that you were allowed to do. Uh, and I don't know why there was a, like I don't know why I got that in my head. I think it was it's more of a. Um, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, it was just something that we just never. I mean, for me, it was just you know, we. I, never I just never thought about it. Yeah, I never thought. I never thought about it till I was probably about twenty six or seven, and I was like, like, yeah, pretty much the reached more or less the same conclusion. It's like, man, you know, I actually probably could, you know, like I do have enough bits that I could probably do a solid fifteen minute set, Ooh. like. Don't don't bet yourself on that. No, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't I haven't tried it yet, so I can't I can't say whether or not. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm, comedy is at a point right now where I don't even know if the open mic circuit is something that you do anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be more of an internet thing, really. And mm-hmm. then they, people, whoever finds you through the internet. <laughs> so a stand up special. Like I would like to find a way to hone a stand up muscle and do a stand up special. Even if it's like a stand-up special where Ian and I are playing off of each other on a stage in front of like the 30 people who might or might not be listening to this right now, <laughs> like a stand-up special would be cool to just play around with. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I've always uh, it might my my goal throughout high school was to become a director. Like I thought that that's what I wanted to do, and I don't know if I have directing chops, but I would love to write a screenplay and shoot a movie. Like. Yeah. And I, I know a couple of camera guys. I know a couple of guys who went to school to do camera work. I know a couple of guys who went to school to do lighting who have worked in the lighting business. So I have the means to actually, like, hey, let's write a movie and shoot one. Um, just not the capital yet. But, yeah, no, that's something I would love to do uh, through the podcast and with the podcast. Even if we only do one shitty short film. Uh, to me, it's the same as my philosophy on the tattoo. You get you make your first tattoo the worst tattoo you possibly can, so that every tattoo afterwards will always be better, and you got it out of the way. So if we just like make one really bad short movie, uh, it's out of the way. Yeah, like it'll we'll never have to make our first really bad short movie ever again. <laughs> it's gonna get leaked, <laughs> and then you, once you're over that hump, you continue yeah. making and doing more. It's the same. That's the same thing that's going on with this podcast. Make your first podcast the worst podcast. <laughs> America's first worst podcast. <laughs> well, I can say that uh, going back to your stand-up, um, you know, it, 
your stand-up doesn't have to be one a bunch of just random jokes uh when you and i went to go see kevin smith i felt you know that in my mind that changed the way you could do a comedy show oh yeah because it was it was very much just like a it was just talking to you but Mm -hmm. his stories were fucking great yeah and i think we've all done and been through enough shit that we have those stories we have those stories like if if i saw you doing that i don't see you going to be like the you know like this is where you're gonna laugh like you're you're talking about your life like yeah I, I could see you you very much have got dude i remember back in this fucking day and we did this and this and this and da, 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 and it's just our life's funny and the way we we, we talk about it's funny mm-hmm. so i could see i could definitely see you doing something like that yeah and it would be engaging and worth the listen it wouldn't be just bullshit you're making up off the spot well this one time me and <laughs> tim you know, uh, which you know, I'm sure you'd throw a couple of those in there too. Oh yeah, but yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. And even, I don't know if you have the chops to do directing or script writing. But if anybody I knew was going to do it, it'd be a toss up between you or our other buddy JD. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you write. You've got notebook upon notebook upon notebook of stuff and. I don't know if anybody's had the privilege of cracking it, but I'm sure there's quite a bit of good things in there mixed with a whole lot of what the hell was this? Oh man, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much crap out there. But that, I mean, that's what I love about like writing is, and, and uh, all, almost all writers are hoarders in that way. Like I, I, I don't know one writer who doesn't have just stacks of notebooks that they haven't looked at in 20 years that are just like, yeah, I, I wrote this when I was like six, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. Anytime I find some of my writing. I always will just stash it away. I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to lose this. <laughs> I don't want to look at it, but I don't want to lose it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and, uh, like, shooting a movie. Like, because I always want, like, I wanted to be Kevin Smith when I was 14. I thought that that was, like, the cool thing, being Kevin Smith or Tarantino. Because that was a, in vogue oh, yeah. at that moment. Uh, so would your shtick be basketball jerseys, then, instead of hockey jerseys? Because that's <laughs> the only sport I, I think it's Chris gives a shit about. <laughs> uh, uh, I think my... I, uh, I, I think my idea at that point was my shtick was this guy came from nowhere. Like, he made his first movie for $27,000. No matter if you like the movie or not, it shot him somewhere that should have been impossible for him to make. Was it an instant hit, or was it a cult classic later on? I think it was a cult classic. It, yeah. it, it You would consider it a cult classic because it, it got big on home video. Right. But the way that his story goes is he he puts himself twenty seven thousand dollars in debt to um, in order to make clerks like maxes out a bunch of credit cards uses his student loans to like st- like basically subverts his student loans and uses that to pay for making the movie. They go to Sundance. He plans on, like, nobody giving a shit. Like, this is my shitty little movie, but we got to Sundance. Awesome. Now we can make the real movies. Uh, and then he ends up getting picked up by the Weinstein Company at Sundance. Like, they just buy the movie outright, buy the rights to the movie outright. So he's just flush with a bunch of money that came out of nowhere. <laughs> and then it tanks at the box office. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, he already got paid, though. Yeah, at no, that he point, got it wasn't his movie it. anymore. But his his movie still tanked, so like that blows the ego, and then he goes into working on Mallrats, and you know the rest is history. 
but the whole my thing was more this guy came from nowhere this guy came from a small shitty suburb in new jersey like i come from a small shitty suburb in texas and he still made it from there could have fucked his life over took the risk on making a movie and ended up continuing to make movies as a career uh, so like that was more that's why I've, I st- and that's why I still love Kevin Smith because of that story it has nothing to do with his movies or him making movies it's the idea that he came from where I come from and is still out there doing it or still out there doing something okay I mean yeah hell yeah I love uh, I don't watch it all the time but when I need something to watch every now and then I throw on comic book men yeah and I love that it's just four old ass nerds sitting around and evaluating and talking about their favorite superheroes and that's the other thing is he uh, like he gave all of his friends jobs the, all those guys that run that comic shop those are the guys he went to school with and he he gave them jobs because he was able to so it's it's all of that kind of stuff that I'm, I'm I'm more of I'm a fan of Kevin Smith more than I'm a fan of Kevin Smith movies yeah <laughs> Kevin Smith the gotcha. person not the product yeah yeah absolutely I can definitely feel that yeah, I watch him on. Uh, I mean, he's on a lot. He does a lot of stuff. He does a lot of little stuff, like he does a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that I hear him pretty frequently. I'd say probably once a month um, on any of the number of podcasts I listen to, there'll be one with Kevin Smith. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> also the guy that like I first heard say, and we're like he stole it from somebody else, and I steal it from him. That what you really need is a thousand ardent followers. Like you don't need to be world famous. You don't need everybody to know your name you don't need to be brad pitt uh what you need is just a thousand people who will read everything you write listen to everything you say buy things that you put out because that that's what's going to sustain you it's not the fame that comes from like writing a movie like chasing amy and like oh my god this is changing romantic comedies it's the people (laughs) who stay after that and like hey He's got a podcast. Let's listen to his podcast. Guys, if we put our efforts together, we could change romantic comedies. <laughs> and I, or, or like the, the best way I heard him put it is uh, in this business right now and trying to get into these businesses, you don't want to blow your load on the whole world. What you want is to be popular enough that no matter what town you go to, there will be one person who will buy you a drink. So if you're in Houston, you'll you'll run into one guy who's like, oh my god, you're fucking Ian. I've heard your podcast. I love it. Let, Let me, me buy, buy you a drink. drink. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds if like Detroit, your name's Ian. In, Sounds like you need a drink. If you're in New York, if you're in, <laughs> in, in, you just want that one guy to be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one strange person in Manhattan. That'd be nice because then you wouldn't have to hide when you're coming in and you wouldn't get mobbed on the street. But yeah. if you just, you know, you could still go out and live your life. You just had like that one or two people that are like, "Oh, dude, I fucking love your shit. Let me buy you a drink." Be like, "Okay." Yeah, I don't want to go to a bar where everyone knows my name. I so, want to go to a bar no, where like two people know no my cheers. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, cheers for you. no, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> you don't want Kelsey Grammer berating you and uh. Oh yeah. man, yeah. High echelon of speech that you may or may not understand. <laughs> and I'd still like to write a comic. I would love. To write a comic i've always wanted to write a comic from the time when my uncle he did a comic back in the day and 
seeing how cool and how hard he worked, but also just the the struggle. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's hard to be an independent and come up with your own original idea, and then the other comics, like the bigger ups, they fucking blackball you like hardcore. They don't yeah. allow an original idea to come through it's very hard to push that mm-hmm. yeah unless you and i feel like it's probably unless you know somebody at idw or dark horse or image and they and even all those they're all bought by the same two you know I, most yeah i mean i, mean, I, I don't know if independent comics are actually really a thing i mean i know they're they're obviously people are going to create them but i mean is there any Big ones that aren't bought by well, I don't think, Marvel or DC. I don't think Marvel or DC own the, the ones that I just mentioned. IDW. I th- yeah, they have Dark Horse. They, Dark uh, Horse bought. was just purchased, so they do. But I don't think yeah. they own IDW or Image. Oh, I thought I thought Image was owned. Um, no, you're thinking of Vertigo. Oh. Vertigo was purchased by DC. Okay. Uh, the Wild Storm, hmm. Wild Cats universe. I see. Something like that was bought by marvel gotcha integrated I'm not familiar with like that, that one but, but i got gotcha, yeah i have a bunch of i i've noticed that when i talk about things i come up with a bunch of original ideas that yeah. nobody's ever thought of and i and i mean it, it might be based off of an idea that currently exists like i've just thought of you know dragon ball storylines that have just never never happened like nobody's even thought to look at what happened before Goku? Like, don't I don't need a Goku. Give me fucking all the characters who are old as shit. Give me some storyline on them. Yeah, and I've sure. looked it up, and there's nothing. Like, nobody's even done fan fiction on it. Nobody's Damn. ever made huh. any fan art. Like, oh, this is what Master Roshi looked like when he was young. Or what did Grandpa Gohan look like before his name was fucking Grandpa Gohan, and it was just Gohan. <laughs> You know, his he was born a grandpa, or <laughs> just born. He had the Benjamin Button syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, if people get new power ups or new upgrades, you know, changing their move sets in a way that nobody's ever seen, like that would be cool. Like, let's make something. Let's throw something little that erupts into some gigantic sun and just burns you to a crisp. I mean, all the best steal from everybody. That's like that's that's one big secret in creative work is like you. Everyone steals from everybody. The 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 best steal from a bunch of different sources, and the hacks steal from one source. I guess what you I'm know. saying is I've noticed a lot of things that there's nothing to steal from. Like, yeah, there is still in my mind ample amounts of room for original ideas. Oh yeah, I mean there's always ample amount of room for original Without ideas. being like man, that really feels like this, or man that really feels like this, unless that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to create a feeling of nostalgia on something new. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean I, I fully think that you could sit and come up with something or all of us could sit and come up with something that just nobody's fucking thought about before. Mm-hmm. Like, and it can truly be grasped and carried on and be like this is you know a masterpiece like i haven't read it but i heard is it invincible Mm -hmm. i heard that was an amazing original superhero Hmm. design and world that was really good and i'd love to read it i just don't have 120 bucks to go pick it up at my local comic book shop right now (laughs) i see (laughs) (laughs) the whole fucking thing but i'm with you i mean 
do you have any idea what you would want your comic book to be? I mean, I have a few that I still like that that have always been in my head. Uh, I, I don't even think about. They're just their worlds and places that I've been before. It's incoherent awesomeness is what I like to call it. Yeah. And then I, I mean, and then I have like I have a few that I've like that I would love to revisit because I wrote them out so far and then I never got to complete them. Um, my my writing partner dropped out on me uh, more than once, so like those things. But I would also like to come up with fully wholly original ideas and just run with those. I just want to write, basically, I guess. I just want to write all kinds of different things. <laughs> it sounds shit. like you just want to be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> if anything else, you just you could be a very successful author. <laughs> oh, novels are so hard. Oh, you, does, does, that, does author specifically key you in? To, to me, author does. Uh, so what would you right. call a writer? Would you just be a writer in any other form? Like in a magazine, you're a writer. In a comic book, you're just a writer. You're never just a You're writer. You're never just a writer. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that is just semantics and nuance and a bunch of label bullshit well, I mean, that doesn't but, matter. Um, but no, in my, head, to you, in my it, head, Stephen King is an author. Or like, uh, like, uh, like somebody who writes novels, lengthy tome novels. You know, J.R.R. Tolkien is a author. An yeah. author. Whereas... Um, Author Conan Doyle is an author. <laughs> I don't see Grant Morrison as an author. I see him as a writer, and I guess writer is more like writer is more about like where is, you, it's it's where you make your bones. Do you make your bones from okay? I wrote I got my bones from DC for a little while, and then I got my bones from writing this magazine for a little versus while. Versus an original. So you're versus well versus I make my bones from. X publishing house I write novels that's that's my difference between author and writer so you're saying he's a writer on the storm Writers and I think that means we're gonna have to call it because we are running way way over time today it's a four hour podcast guys <laughs> it's always a four hour podcast <laughs> woo so, uh, are we coming up with a theme for next week? Because we, uh, we forgot to come up with a theme for this week, last week. Are we doing a theme next week, or are we doing... Oh, oh no. Ah, uh, alright. What did you pull? Theme for next week is... Tell me a tale as old as time. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, Alright, I mean... Uh, if we're gonna roll with it, okay, I'll roll with it. If you know, I, so <laughs> that's you a hell of a topic. <laughs> this is a podcast. Chris just reached into the uh, random bowl that we keep here on the table, which is full of randomly filled out topics that we have no idea what they say. <laughs> which means that tomorrow, uh, next week's theme will be oh, well, that one's good too. Tale as old as time. <laughs> All right. What'd you learn today, Ian? Man, I learned that, like, if you've named your fists, you're definitely a trash person. <laughs> what was it? Fast and... It was, it was uh, the, the feed, feed and the, the speed. speed. The speed and the speed, yes. <laughs>
I don't know why. I forget why even. Something about Keanu Reeves. What did you learn today, Chris? Uh, I actually learned quite a bit about everybody today. Today, was, today we were totally about the theme of our podcast, which was learning stuff about each other. And, uh, I felt like we were we accomplished that pretty good today. How about yourself? Well, I mean... I learned that perhaps I need to explain the themes a little bit better. Maybe maybe somebody should introduce each topic rather than randomly throwing it around. And I also learned that recovering from being a trash person takes a lot longer than I ever thought it would. And a lot more intensive self-realization, introspection, and maybe a little bit of luck. Being a trash person does not make you a terrible human being. It, it, it makes you human. And if you are out there and if you wake up in the morning and make whiskey sours with cheap scotch and sweet and sour while you piddle away at hammering at a keyboard, trying your hardest to be creative, if you smash up tabs that look like they came out of the bottom of a barrel in somebody's trailer and you put them up your nose and then do whatever it takes to sleep with your friend's girlfriend. If you feel like you resemble any of these remarks, you're probably a trash person. And you should wear it with pride, because you know what? Trash people have the best fucking goddamn stories. Woo! But also, Definitely. find a way to not push your trash onto other people's property. Keep your trash contained to yourself. Any last words, guys? Um, kamikaze! Good night, everyone! Woo! <laughs> Sick of all you sycophants, ignorance and miscreants, simpletons and little ants, trying to split their sentience, people peddle pestilence land, pipe on their settlements, and I don't think it was even food for it, was excrement, get your head in it, second wind represent white shit, kid I never stepped in it, I reckon it's older than the New Testament, <laughs> edit it shit, it's better to drink water for the lead in it, <laughs> Donald Trump for president. Donald Trump for president. Fuck your feelings, bitches grabbing pussies like a gentleman. Don't commit the rape if you ain't got the cash settlement. Bombs for your medicine. Bombs for your brethren. Arms for your arms, for your arms, for your regiment. Uh, repetitive sedatives like every veteran. Uh, never remembering. Uh, every degenerate. Uh, instead of forgetting and letting them live the setting like sediment. I'm that part. Mix it up with six. Got rage against machine. Bit of J-Rock. Switch it up. Gangsta. Getting on my stage props, still up with the beats and catch me singing like I'm Akon. Mama call me Yeshua, running out of time with the Harry Potter head scar. I ain't got a desk job, you ain't seen the best part. Say, Mama, I can stop a bullet with no Kevlar.
That's for all your rug rat reptiles. That's for all your dumb hat head farts. Yeah, that's for all your gum smack mud flaps, scuzz bag unwrapped sex bars. Tommy Laren catch a big fat dick. CIA watch this, that did it. Yeah, this is how I rap before I hit it. Top shit, but I still respect women. They praising my say my miracle. They hitting my club. Simultaneously beat the shit to death in front of fetuses. The shit's a mess. It's like egregious kids are just in front and like a Jesus and elitist pimps come from Mars and bitches come from Venus. The way I see us is my strength is all your weakness. Treat them like a hedonist. Every obstacle defeated. Preach it. I'ma see to it and maybe even see the shit like it was always mine. You better check how you're perceiving it. Yeah. That's for all your broke ass dope boys. That's for all your joke rap smoke boys. That's for all your Go back, no half, low grab, oh so snap, slow boys. Tommy Laren, catch a big fat diddick. CIA watch list, that did it. Yeah, this is how I rap before I hit it. Talk shit, but I still respect women. They ain't praising my saint, my miracle. They ain't my blood. For this and other shows quite like it, please check out our website, bonushours.com. Sir, I can't even write you a ticket for how fast you're going. Can you tell me why you were going that fast? <laughs> Sorry, officer. I just happened to have a lead foot. <laughs>